in this match. If it's a war, you can say whatever you want. I thought I was a cult. I didn't know what was going on. The Fed did. I think New York did. One of your executive vice presidents loves that company. It's the first ever finishing move that's exclusive to a promotion. Advantage. Welcome to episode numero 97? 98, I think. I think we're 98 because after Mania will be 100. So this is 98 because we yeah. have two weeks of Mania. We fucked us up. Yeah, we had big plans. But... We had big plans. I'm a big man with a big plan. Yeah, but we're still here. It feels like it's forever since I've seen you, since I've talked to you. We are both still working. And for everybody that's out of work, we're thinking of you. It's just a really shitty situation right yeah, now. Yeah, as much as we bitch about it, at least we're still making money. Yes. So. Uh, uh, but it's just a weird world right now. I feel like I saw you Monday. Last month I saw you one week ago today, and it feels like a year ago. It's fucking technically spring, and it's snowing out as we speak. Yeah, it's we're just supposed, weird We're times. supposed to get like five inches tonight. Weird times. Yeah. And there's, there's a locust. It's just weird times. We hope everybody is okay. We hope everybody's family is okay. Uh, hopefully this is not just the beginning, as I fear. Of all of this, and hopefully we can bring a little joy to you today, because everybody needs it. So what do we got on the docket today, Judge Joe Brown? We will be talking about WrestleMania, a certain 87, uh, a very important episode of a promotion that was supposed to happen Why do you try to hide everything? Because they got to listen to the show. (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming... And where where and when classic matches are airing, or classic manias are airing on a certain worldwide leader. We'll get in the AEW, and today we have our first list in which seems like 45 years. We are going to... Everybody talks about the title matches in WrestleMania. This is your idea, so you explain it. Everybody talks about the title matches. My first and personal favorite WrestleMania match ever is... Angle and Lesnar because it's very special to me. It was on my it was on my eighth birthday. It was. I will say this list was a lot easier than I thought it would be. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> you don't realize how many great matches there were. I don't know if you remember, but last year around this time we did our top ten favorite Mania matches. Yeah, and I still have. I save all my lists on my phone, so I have like every list you've ever done. I have everything on my phone, so I literally opened that up. And half of them were non-title matches. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just taking these five and I'll have to come up with five more. So, but easy. So we're going to do our favorite non-title matches at WrestleMania. Although there can be stipulations because there's one that I think we both will probably have on here that is technically not for a title but led to one. Oh, yeah, then we both do have the same match. I didn't, so, think, it had, I didn't think it had. Well, we don't have it the same year. If I didn't watch it yesterday, I would not have. I would not really? have. Really? I don't think it would have been on there. very historic. I don't know why. Yeah, no, but I, then, I said, then I forgot it was even on that show, and I said, oh, I have to put this on there. Because first of all, it's a great match. I just forget that I'm a psycho and I remember all this shit. Yeah, you are. You just you you just accosted me for not knowing Alex Riley's theme song. Say it to my face. Bailey just referenced it on Twitter. That's why it was in my head. Whatever. But say it to my face. We will be right back with whatever news we have. So in typical Champions Advantage fashion, probably about five or six hours after we got done recording, hypothesizing about what would happen at WrestleMania, the news came out and we were all wrong. And you know what the craziest part is? One of us was not wrong. No, no. One of us could have looked like a genius if he didn't argue with me. 
when I said you were the one championing in an empty arena mania, and you're like, no, 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 it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Yep. You could have looked like a fucking genius. And it doesn't happen very often. No, so. you, and you blew it. Although I'm a great Jeopardy and categories player. I've heard, I've heard you have quite the skills when it comes to categories. Although, I gotta bring it over to WWE Legends Uno because I will whip ass. Yeah, it's phenomenal. But we need more than two people. I mean, we could play with two people, but it'd be boring as fuck. Oh, we'll, 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 we'll recruit Dave. Oh, yeah. And I'll get, I'll get fucking Zach Hoffman over here. You fucking bribe him with beer, he'll come over. He actually texted me yesterday about WrestleMania, which is weird. But anywho, um, speaking of WrestleMania, it was announced that not only will WrestleMania be taking place at the WWE Performance Center in front of zero fans, but it will also take place over the course of two nights, Saturday, April 4th, and Sunday, April 5th. Um, and reportedly will be from multiple locations, not just the Performance Center. They'll all be closed sets. And also, it is due to be taped later this week on Wednesday and Thursday. WrestleMania will be taped. So what's your take on all of that? I know I threw a lot at you, but just kind of... Right, let's break it down. Yeah. Let's break, break it down. down. No, 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 let's no, break no, it down no. one by one here. Yeah, that's probably the best way to attack it. Empty arena, WrestleMania, in the Performance Center. Sucks, don't see another option. Other than postponing it, and that's a whole different I thing. I said last week, I don't think a postponement is possible. Yeah. Because, um, like, this shit, it's very unlikely, but this shit could be over in the middle of May, or this shit could this still shit be going be on in October. Like we this, don't, is, this shit could be going on for Los Angeles. Yeah, no, we like, yeah, we, don't, we really don't know. Like, so I, I get it, I understand it. It sucks because, I mean, it's, it's weird. You, you can do admit it's a little weird, but it's, as a fan, but I get, I'm on a level head enough that, like, they didn't have many options. Yeah, it was, they were in a <laughs> tough spot, and I, I'm i surprised the Twitter reaction has been what it is, because I, it, people are kind of like, I don't know, I, I don't know if people are just like, what's the word I'm looking for? Defeated? In, entitled? But people are acting like they could have just postpone it to june and call it a day oh every single wrestling fan's a logistical expert expert nowadays yeah and it's uh, just like it's just not they can't carry out these storylines okay, you can't I, cancel I, and pick them back up i do gotta say one thing before we before we get all serious here so i saw i saw a lot of people say and this is this is one of the reasons why i hate wrestling twitter and there were people saying this is a joke if you were saying this is a joke totally fine it's a funny joke but there, uh, I know what you're going to say. But there were people that legitimately thought that WWE took New Japan's idea for a two-night Wrestle Kingdom slash WrestleMania. I guarantee you this wasn't their plan the whole time. They, like, they, they planned to park our asses in Tampa for seven fucking yes, hours. They, the only reason they're doing a two-night mania is because of the 50-person limit on the gatherings. So they break it up into two nights in multiple locations. And it's better. That's that's a great transition. To, it's better. I can't watch a seven hour show in an empty arena. Yeah, I mean, you know, two, three hours, four, five matches. Because the matches, the matches scheduled are good enough to keep my interest. And we'll get into AEW later, but they nailed the empty arena thing. I think WWE still has some things to figure out, and hopefully they figure that out before. Well, I guess they don't have much time to figure. I sixty five. I sixty five percent agree with you. Me too. I mean, I'll get into it later, but I think they definitely did a better job than the WWE. But they also got to watch SmackDown and Raw and see yeah. what they did and learn from it. Yeah, because it's, it's unprecedented. It's never been done. Yeah. Like, there was, there was, I know of two empty arena matches in my life. There was probably more, but I know of two. No, there's, there's a bunch. Yeah. I know I know of Lawler and Funk, the famous one. Angle and, and Sting. Uh, I know you're going to say Rock and Mankind. Angle Sting and Rock and Mankind. That's yeah, the only thing. I so. forgot about Angle Sting. I, I know about that. There's but, a uh, bunch, but. But. But those are. Planned, yeah, like there was, yeah, it was the reason. I just 
so that it's just it's unfortunate. Two days is a good way to go. Keep your interest a little. And I just I mean I feel bad for everybody involved. I feel yeah, bad for the fa- like I feel bad for them because like imagine Super Bowl doesn't go on. Well, I, don't, I don't think we're gonna have an NBA Finals. I don't think we're gonna have a Stanley Cup Final. I think we'll have the NBA Finals in early August. I don't think I don't I don't. Well, they're saying they're they're saying they won't be right. They probably won't be ready to go till like early July. But like, the there's earliest. arenas to book. There's like this. There they had very little options, and it sucks. It really does suck. But this is the only way I think they could have won. And to put this in perspective, I didn't even tell you this. I'm telling you this on air. So we're supposed to go to SummerSlam. And the tickets for Raw, SmackDown, and TakeOver Boston are supposed to go on sale next week. But I got an email from Ticketmaster, and they pushed the on sale back to June, which is telling me they don't even know SummerSlam's a certainty because they're probably going through a pain-in-the-ass refunding for Mania. They don't want to put these tickets on sale until they know, and so they don't want to Okay. Put- Sidebar. Not against you. I just got mad for a second. Okay. I saw people on Twitter very upset. That saying, oh, WWE probably won't refund the tickets. They don't have your fucking money, you idiot. Ticketmaster does. Ticketmaster takes care of that. But and they are. But it's it's a kind of, like you know how many you know how many things they have to refund right now. Yeah, I've, I've been, they have to refund every concert, every sporting event. Yeah. Ticketmaster's pretty goddamn universal. And uh, I just think it's just it sucks. What was the third part of the question? Uh, Multiple locations? Yes. Okay. I don't agree, but I get it. No, I, I think you kind of have to. You have to. You, you can't just don't, have... just don't have that match. same setting. You that can't same ha- setting. Yeah, you can't have every match in that fucking... Like, I know it's not their fault. I don't want to make it sound like I'm blaming WWE. But, I mean, it kind of is their fault because AEW proved you could do it. But, like, the energy in that performance center is just so low. Yeah, it's just not... It's, it's not meant to be... It's, like, it's almost like you're at a fucking wake. Yeah. It is. It's, it's exactly. It's exactly. Like we'll get into Gronk in a little bit, but like him fucking dancing in front of no one. It's like it. It's, it just doesn't work. No. It's yeah. It's I don't understand. I I do understand. As that's that's the thing. So like if you, for example, if you have like. Fucking, so what locations do you think they're gonna go? I have no clue. Like, I really. I, are they gonna like do it? Like the, you said, the Everglades is a joke. But is that possible? I don't I, know. I'd fuck it. Make it different. Could you, like it's, could, it's you imagine, could you imagine Taker and AJ and Taker gets four for all for him to do a swamp and sits up out of the swamp? That'd be fantastic. I'd do, do fucking Taker and AJ in a fucking cemetery. Make it unique. Like, this is already going to yeah. be the weirdest WrestleMania ever. Just, they can pull it off. Just go all out with it. You know what they I mean? They can pull it off. Like, um... And they have to tape it. In yeah. In case things go um, different. Because I think, I think once we get through Mania, the World Wrestling Federation is going to be on a little bit of a hiatus here. Because you want to know what's good out of this too, and I hate bringing this into it. For the first time ever, Vince McMahon gets to watch WrestleMania from home. I guess that's true. Yeah, he gets to watch WrestleMania from either his house in Boca or his house in Greenwich. But knowing him, he'll probably be working on something else and yeah. won't even watch it. Yeah, probably. But think about it. They think that can like say, okay, this is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. No. Watching it from a fan standpoint. No. I think Vince is just so, for better or worse, I just feel like Vince is so set in his ways that he's going to do what he does. For better and worse. Yeah. I mean, let's not act like everything the guy does is shit. No. He's still, he's still, that genius is still in there. But a lot of what he does is shit. Mm -hmm. And for better or worse, he's not going to change. But it's just an incredibly unfortunate situation. So my take on the whole deal is running back to... Um, empty arena mania. I hate it. I honestly, like, this might sound 
I honestly would have rather them just cancel. But I do you understand why they're not. Yeah, because Vince is a fucking psycho and refuses to admit defeat to anything. Okay. It's an ego thing. And I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. That's just how he's wired. Like, Vince had a show two days after 9-11. He's not going to cancel for anything. And I agree with that show, too. Yeah, I'm not... I'm, I agree I'm with this not, show, too. I'm I mean, not saying those are bad things. I'm just... This is, that's his attitude. Wrestling is our escape. And our escape... Ha- reality has succumbed our escape. Um, and if you keep giving us it, you fight back. So, yes, I would rather them cancel than have it in an empty fucking gym. Um, second deal, two nights... Two nights is definitely the way to go if that's what you're going to do because I can't imagine watching seven hours of WrestleMania at an empty PC. Like I said, like I'm usually not one of the people who are like, oh, SmackDown's a chore to get through. But yeah. these last couple of weeks, SmackDown has been a chore to get through. And if they can refresh a little bit. They get the guys healthy. They get they could, they could clear their minds. You yeah. know, I mean, who, who's writing this? Say Triple H, Bruce, Vince, and all the agents. Heyman. Heyman, they can just relax for just uh, 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 for the first time ever. Maybe gets gets them some fresh ideas. Heyman's always thinking, so I don't know. I don't know. I wish I would love to talk to Paul Heyman about creative. I stuff. just don't think any of those guys are wired like that. I just think they're always working. That's just kind of how they're. That's how they've been for the past twenty five years. Re, uh, but just refresh them. Re, uh, uh, Ripley, refresh them. <laughs> Re, uh, refresh some synopsis there. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I feel about the two nights. I think if you're going to do empty. Although, I hate. And I know it's a WWE thing, and like they have to spin everything into a positive. I hate how they just won't admit why it's two nights, and they're doing the it's too big for one night thing. That, that annoys. Because, like, we all know. Like, just don't insult our intelligence. Yeah. That's but my you number. know what? I like they control the narrative. That's my number one problem with WWE. They always have. They, they insult our intelligence. I don't mind them controlling the narrative. That's one thing. But when you, like, blatantly insult my intelligence as, like, a paying customer, that's kind well, of... isn't it kind of true, though? Listen, no. isn't... Is well, it... if you want to get literal, let's yes, get, it's let's, too let's... big for one night because there's too many people there. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I mean, we can't handle seven-hour show in one sitting or something. So technically it is too big for one night. No, that means it's too long for one night. Long, big size. I tell you, it, it, it's very accurate. <laughs> it's very accurate, and size does matter. Okay, big show. Uh, although, great shirt. Yeah. Did you order your shirt? Oh, the I wasn't there. Yeah. Shirt. A lot of people are mad about that. Oh, come on. There's they're a having of, a good time. Yeah, there's a lot of people that there's it's, a lot of people that are very angry. I legitimately got a chuckle out of it. Yeah, like I am probably I literally that's why I, we have to interview my neighbor whose favorite his favorite wrestler is Crush, by the yeah, way. Yeah, you with. told you told me that. That was baffling. Um, but like, I'm not trying to turn this into a pity party about me, but like my work schedule since the end of January has been brutal. And like this trip has been like the only thing that's been carrying me through my fucking six day work weeks. And I am probably one of the most devastated people on earth that this thing's canceled. But even I thought the shirt was hysterical. I, I loved it. I, I might buy it. So like people who are getting mad about it, like. It just says I wasn't there. It's so funny. It, it is funny. That's so like at least, and especially with WWE. I have to say, both promote both major promotions are having a good time with this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's not. It's devastating. I I feel horrible for the wrestlers. You're getting one of the biggest. I'm assuming you're getting one of the biggest moments. You're, we were getting one of the biggest moments, like for the next ten years of this company, coming up on this show, and it's not going to happen. There's not going to be no fans to cheer. Well, it's going to happen. It's just not going to be. I don't think so. They have to. 
I don't know. They can't. They can't keep that title on Brock. If Brock gets to their goddamn country. Well, Heyman, Heyman tweeted something last night. It was like a private jet, and it's like Monday Night Raw. Here we come. So I think he's good. I'm. I mean, I'm assuming he has a private jet. He's fine. You know yeah. what I mean? If he had to fly commercial, he might run into trouble. But I, the last time Brock Lesnar flew commercial was probably 2003. I he had the private jet a long time. He, he got it early 04. Yeah, did he? Yeah. Because he, he bought it and then said, fuck this, I'm leaving anyway. Yeah. Um, and then he made a ton of money in the UFC. Yeah. And he made even more fucking money with Vince now. I love Brock Lesnar. I don't care. I don't care. Brock Lesnar's phenomenal. Yeah, Brock's great. Um, I, I understand why people have the gripes they do with him, but I think Brock's fantastic. I think some people have the wrong gripes with him, though. Probably. I mean, it's rest- wrestling fans are a different breed. But here's my thing. Here's my challenge to wrestling fans. I think if you say Brock Lesnar's not good... Or he has no he has no business being a champion in wrestling promotion. I think you should have to say it to him. <laughs> I get your ass thrown. But see, I don't even think Brock would care. That's just the kind of like I don't. Brock would be like, I don't give a shit I, what you think. You know what? Okay, everyone's like, oh, Brock sucks. Everybody, everybody says Brock's cool. Yeah, like I've, I've heard a lot of people say like Brock's been very helpful backstage. Like you know, who Brock's really good friend was Lawrence Swaggle. <laughs> you imagine watching those two? No, I can't actually. Um... The fuck are we talking about? I know we're talking about WrestleMania. WrestleMania. But what about it? The different what locations. What about it? Um, How I, about yeah. it? <laughs> I don't mind it. It's a it's a way to like like I said. If this is already going to be the weirdest. Oh, I had a point to make about the shirt. And then we got sidetracked. Like the funniest part about the shirt is they always fucking exaggerate their attendance by like forty thousand, and now there's nobody there, and so they're just like going with it. Did you put one? Like, I kind of hope they still announce the attendance at, like, 78,434 when there's clearly nobody there. That would be fantastic. I hope they do it. They won't, but I hope they do it. Yeah. Just have fun with it. Yeah, like, it's a shitty situation. Have fun with it. And they are. Both both AEW and WWE seem to have fun with it. So, yeah, multiple locations. I'm all about it. Just go for it. It's already going to be the strangest WrestleMania in history. Like, are they going to put rings in the middle of, like, a parking lot? I I hope so. Like, I don't know what they're doing. I'm I'm half excited about it. I feel like the the multiple location thing is kind of probably. I want something. I want the match to happen in an empty swamp. I feel like the internet's making more of a big deal about that than it'll, like it'll probably just end up being that. Oh, thing. you're fucking telling. You're killing. You're, you're, you're killing. You're telling me. But like, I my fear is people are going to. Triple be, H got a title change and everybody lost their goddamn minds. My fear is that my fear is that people are going to be expecting a match in like fucking Burger King and it's. They're just use full sale in the PC, and that's what they mean by multiple locations. Or like a different arena. Because there's 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 uh someone put on Twitter that there's WWE production trucks that's had a full sale. So I definitely think there's something going on there. Um so I don't know. I don't know. But I hope they go all out with it. John Bray Wyatt legitimately challenged uh John Cena to fight him in a Hooters. I hope they fuck. Just imagine the fiend and John Cena fighting in a Hooters. It would make no sense, but it'd be great. Like just <laughs> go for it. I uh um, how do I feel about WrestleMania being taped? I really don't care. It's probably the smart thing to do. There's going to be no fans there, so spoilers get out. We know someone's a rat and someone's probably getting fired. Taylor Taylor, Taylor Taylor's not longer with this company, is he? He is. He works in NXT. Oh, God. He's going to... It's going to be... Could you... But, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Vince is going to fucking threaten these guys. Like, listen, if anything fucking gets out, you're all fired. Well, they're filming two endings for both title matches, apparently. I wouldn't be shocked. Because, like, this is, like... This isn't just... Raw results being leaked. This is fucking WrestleMania. They are going to do whatever it takes to not. And I know Sean Ross Sapp, Ryan Satin, a bunch of reporters already said even if they hear spoilers, they're not going to publish them. So I think like 
I think Meltzer's the only one who didn't comment on the matter. Meltzer definitely published them. Oh, my God. But that's also on you. You don't have to click on them and read them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if he put, like, would he put it in the headline? I don't think he'd put, like, Drew McIntyre wins title. He'd probably be like, spoiler to the main event of WrestleMania. And if you click on that, that's that's on you. I mean, I'd probably click on it just because... I don't know. I'm, yeah, no, I, I never I, I never want to, but I always do. Yeah, I'm the same way. Like, whenever I see spoilers, I'm like, fuck, let me read these. But I honestly don't think anything's going to get out. I think it's going to be kept under wraps. Because when they want to keep a secret, they could keep a secret. Like, the Hardy Boys, that, that didn't get out when they came back at Mania. Um, yeah, they could keep a secret. The Dudleys at Summers, the night after SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, Edge got out. That was kind of a big one that they blew. Yeah, but... Can't control everything. But even the Edge thing, like, they created enough doubt where people weren't I didn't believe it until I heard his music. Yeah, so, like, they they can keep secrets and they want to keep secrets. So, I'm not too concerned about it. Right. Um, That's enough about that. Number 87, the seven-time Pro Bowler, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, we have very different viewpoints on this. So, you want me to start or you want Go to ahead. Um, so, first of all, last week you said you had a bunch of friends that were excited about Gronk and we're going to tune in for him. Well, the rating went down, so tell me what happened. The wrestling fans turned them off. See, I still, I'm not buying that answer. I'm not buying it either. But, uh, I don't know. It, it didn't go well, but I just, I, I don't think you can judge that as a bubble in an empty 1,200-person arena. Not even, I don't even think that building holds 12. I, I, it doesn't hold anything. Yeah. It's a fucking gym. Yeah, it's just. They put fucking temporary seating in. 500-person arena. I, I don't even know if it seats that. But, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point here. I think you need to see, see Gronk in a full ass, a full ass shit. You know what I'm saying? A full ass shit, you A say. full ass shit. You need to a see, full ass shit. You need to see Gronk with the fans, with the pyro, with the with music in a bigger arena. Well, then why, then why debut him now? I don't know. Not Wrong idea. Like, <laughs> it's the I, wrong idea. Watch him dance with nobody. It was hysterical, but it was awful. Someone edited a video and put him dancing the to Will Ospreay's To theme. Maven's song. <laughs> And I love Maven's songs. So I was all about that. Big Maven's song is like goat tier wrestling theme songs. Great, great song. Um, but I don't like. All right, here's here's where I'm probably gonna piss you off a little bit. So I know we always talk about a certain wrestler that everyone wants pushed, and we always talk about well, whose spot would you give him that you'd rather him pushed over? I would rather see EC3 get a push than watch Rob Gronkowski out there. Silence doesn't work for radio. Your stare, you're, if we were on video, your stare would be effective, but we're not, we're, we're on audio. No, they're going to feel so the silence. Fuck you and fuck EC3. But, like, what is Gronk? I, I don't mean, like, I know he's a fucking freak athlete. So when I say, what does Gronk bring to the table? I don't mean, like, athletic. But what does Gronk bring to the table? I guess that's true, but just not EC3. Say somebody else. Say no, Jose. But, like, I brought up EC3 because that's the one everyone's like, I want to see EC3 push. I want him winning every fucking title. That is not their bearing him. Him and his abs and his DDTs. <laughs> abs and DDTs are great things, though. So, And his cup. Fuck you and your cup. Take the bus. Yeah, fucking Montez Ford got called to the main roster with his cup, and an EC3 disappears off the face of the earth. I think there's a conspiracy. It's the same cup. They only have one cup. And I know... I, well, no, Montez's cup's all blinged out. Um, and I know EC3's hurt. I'm just being a fucking dick. I'm not serious. But I am serious. I'd like to see him pushed over Gronk. Like, I just... I don't... Like, who does Gronk appeal to? I don't... See, the thing is, wrestling is so niche now that I don't think there's such thing as drawing in a mainstream audience. Like, yeah, you'll get on SportsCenter, but no one's going to care. 
That doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get why WWE tries to be something it's not so often all the time. And every once in a while it'll work out. Like, I think Ronda worked out way better than well, anybody expected. And it was also a different situation. Yeah, and she was a natural. She she put in the work, and she de- she worked every house show. She worked every TV. She worked every pay-per-view. So I think comparing Ronda to any other celebrities would not be fair. Um, I like how I like I see how you're frantically writing something down, and I know what it is. So you have to remove something from that list. It's an honorable mention. Oh well, it's made made my list. Continue. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I don't get it. It's the timing isn't even great. Like if Grant just retired, I could understand it. But he's been out of the game coming up two years now. It's just I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I, get it. And you're the one who defended it last week. I, so I want to hear. You, I want to hear you defend it. You're right. I can't. I can't blame you. I just. I just like to see him in a full full show. I think. I think it could be helpful. Like this is the man who's going to host WrestleMania. He brings nothing to the table in terms of that. Okay, that's fair. I I can't. I can't. I cannot disagree with you. And you wanted him to be a backstage interviewer. That was your pitch. I said it was possible. That was me. your fucking pitch. Yes. Oh, thank God you're not on the creative team. I I, I, I would do great with a creative team. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, whatever you say, bud. Bring back Dustin. Come strap on him. Come to Bell. I wouldn't mind that, actually. But I just believe he, he, we need to see him more. Yeah. In I, the full, it was a wrong, wrong time to, 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 to debut one, but I think if there's this a, whole, this whole, this whole company is shit. I think if there's shattered. a crowd there, unless it was in Boston. Yeah. If it was in Boston, they would fucking went nuts because he fucking brought them three Super Bowls. Yeah. But this SmackDown was supposed to be in New Orleans. That New Orleans crowd would have ate the shit out of him. Like they would have buried him alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's better off that there wasn't a crowd. And the segment made no sense. It was fucking. Although I did get to see Mojo Rawley slap Michael Cole's ass, and that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, Mojo's getting this big fucking baby face. Oh, he's so happy Grock is there. He's he has got a new lease on. Could you life. imagine if they do a pit tag team and just how many pounces? He went he went from Riddick Moss as a tag partner to Rob Gronkowski as a tag partner. Can you talk about an upgrade in star power there? <laughs> from Randy Moss to, to, to uh, Gronkowski. Yeah, one goat to another. Yeah. So that's enough about that. We're just gonna talk in circles for the rest of the time on that. So I just want you to admit you were wrong, and you did. So I'm happy. Blood and guts has Stink been rescheduled. Blood and guts has been rescheduled. Great move. That match needs fans. Not only that, but having ten guys bleed all over each other in the middle of a global pandemic yeah. is not the right move. Yeah, I'm correct. So yeah, for multiple reasons, it was the only decision you can make. Having that match in front of no fans would be a travesty. Um, especially they've they've actually built to it really well. I've like we'll get we'll get into more of what they did to build to it once we get an AEW, but. I like what they've done, and uh, yeah, if they had this match with no, cr- it's already it's a shame that the show they had with no crowd because <laughs> there were you know the two debuts that got fucking monstrous reactions. Yes, like mon- apparently apparently one more than a WrestleMania reaction, if, depending on who you ask. Yeah, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but I forget who said that, but I just I don't I'm not even gonna ask. Yeah, everyone has their opinions. It's fine. Yes, but. It's just, it's just, it's unfortunate for them, and I hate them. Oh wow! I don't Strong hate words. them. I, I dislike them most of the time. But uh, this was their big thing. They were building to this. What do they do now? Well, 
They announced that uh, uh, next Dynamite, so they might just cancel a couple shows. Well, no, they already they already announced stuff for Wednesday. It's Jimmy Havoc versus Cody Rhodes, and Chris Jericho and Broken Matt are gonna have a promo battle, which will probably be good shit. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know about Cody and Jimmy Havoc. I don't know. That no, 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 no. That won't be good. Um, Junkie Jimmy Havoc. But I don't know. I don't know how like how long all of these shows can sustain because it's wrestling. They need. Things. They need fans. They need people in the building. <coughs> like, yeah, you could do it for a couple weeks, but after you can't just like if this because I think at the earliest things won't be back to normal to the beginning of June at the earliest. So like you can't. I don't think you could do this for another two months. I don't think you can either. Like you, you just gotta call it at some point. Yep, and we know one person won't. So. And the crazy part is, I know you're talking about Vince. It's been noted that he hates the idea of wrestling in front of no audience. That's why Raw had one match that lasted six minutes. Because Vince cannot stand the idea of wrestling in front of no audience. Which is even more baffling that he's having a fucking WrestleMania in front of no audience. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... This is like we're living in a bizarro world. It I don't is. even know it's, what it's, this is. It's wild. But let's talk about something that happened last night. And I believe it will happen over the next couple Sundays. Yeah, this, this Sunday coming up will be WrestleMania 32. And then the Sunday of WrestleMania 36, they'll be playing WrestleMania 35. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. There's two weeks until Mania. Yes. So next week will be 32, and the week after will be 35. Which is a weird choice of Manias. They chose 30, 32, and 35. Not 31, which was the best one of all of them, probably. Yeah. Which is... Watched 31 I, yesterday. I watched 31 the other day as well. Very good. Very good WrestleMania top to bottom. Yes. Absolutely phenomenal. And a certain friend who's... Uh, Whose name might be might might not be Rodney? Try to argue that thirty was better than thirty one, and he was wrong. Stink was wrong. See, I, I think well, you're a Daniel Bryan, Mark. So it's not fair. You no, 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 no. I think they're you 30, can't compare them. Why? Top to bottom, better wrestling, better matches. Thirty one. Yes. Better moments. I mean, you lost you lost a streak, and and Daniel Bryan at thirty, that goes to thirty. Okay, I could argue you got the fucking pop-up RKO, and you got the heist of the sanctuary. Fair. Fair. You know Okay, fair enough. I like, I like Manny's in the world. And you, so. got, and you got Ronda, Rock, Triple H, and Steph. You got that confrontation. Oh, fucking... I've, I've gone on record and said Mania should be in New Orleans every year. I had the fucking time of my life in New Orleans at WrestleMania. And you know how I feel about that city now. But I had the time of my life yeah, in New you're, Orleans. You're Spark. Oh, Oh, if they win another game, it'll be too soon. <laughs> okay, if they play another game. But, uh, so people are saying, oh, there it is, they're going to ESPN, and they're going to give all our rights away from the network and put them on ESPN. So what do you think? Well, I think there's something to it, because we've talked about this notification I got, which is, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to make of any of this. So I'm going to pull up this notification right now, because I, I saved this. So, let me, I sent this to a bunch of people, so let me pull this up real quick. Uh, screenshots. Okay. So, I'm going to read the following notification I got from ESPN because I'm subscribed to, like, you know, I'm sure people know how the ESPN app works. You pick, like, your favorites. So, I get alerts about the Celtics, the NBA, the Rams, the NFL, and the WWE. And I think the Phillies, too. But, but the point is, I get them about WWE. So, it says, How to watch WrestleMania on ESPN. WrestleMania 30 on March 22nd. WrestleMania 36 on April 4th, April 5th. And then it says Encores will stream on ESPN and the ESPN app. Does that not sound like WrestleMania 36 is on ESPN? It does. 
But like, not, it's not like it's on ESPN Plus. It's something like it's on ESPN. Yeah, well, th- I'm not. I'm not talking about that. I'm just like, is wrestling like? Do you think WrestleMania 36 is part of this deal they brokered? Possibly. But like, why? Well, would... think, think about it. it. Makes sense. ESPN needs content. WWE needs money. Yeah, and it's and just. It, it makes sense to me. I just I, but it's weird. Like, why wouldn't they announce this? Why are they keeping this a secret if it's not? Like, I don't know. Unless they're trying, still trying to figure it out. Yeah, like it's just. Out. I don't know. It's I'm, just. It's I don't know. It's it's such a weird time, man. We don't know anything. But so ESPN's airing three classic WrestleManias. This past Sunday they had WrestleMania 30. As I said, next week they're airing WrestleMania 32, and then. The day of WrestleMania 36, I guess the second day of WrestleMania 36, will also be the night before, they're airing last year's episode of WrestleMania 35 episode. That was weird. It's not an episode. I guess it kind of is an episode. I don't yeah. know. But, um, so the presentation for the, uh, I watched the WrestleMania 30 show on ESPN with my dad. He was getting very frustrated by the commercials. I told him, like, we have the WWE Network. You could just fire it up and watch WrestleMania 30 if you want to watch it that bad. Um, but in between every match, they had Tom Phillips and Corey Graves explaining like the, uh, the backstory of the match and talking about WrestleMania 36. They made sure to plug, they plugged WrestleMania 36 a lot. And the first commercial of every break was a commercial for one of the matches in WrestleMania 36. There was one for Goldberg, Lesnar, Goldberg and, uh, Roman, Lesnar and McIntyre, Shayna, Becky, uh, Rhea and Charlotte. I'm trying to think. I think there was one more. And Fiend and Cena, so those, yeah, those, I was watching them. Those five commercials all rotated. I'm not talking. I'm talking to all. Yeah, them. I know. I'm I know. talking to you. No, I was agreeing with you. Okay, that's good. I like when you do that. Um, but yeah, it was definitely an interesting, interesting deal. And like, like you said, ESPN needs content right now. Them, they're the ones that are getting hurt the most by this. I haven't watched First Take lately, but I can't imagine what they're talking about on that show. I guess NFL free agency starting kind of bails them out a little bit. But yeah. Like, ESPN and, like, on, like, marble racing and shit. So, like, they definitely... Yeah, the Ocho. I watched the Ocho all day yesterday. Yeah. I love the Ocho. It was, like, weird robot I watched Kobayashi eat... Seven, I, I watched Kobayashi eat 56 bratwurst in 10 minutes. Did you see the fucking uh, juggling dodgeball deal? My favorite... That's my favorite sport ever. I feel like that's something me and my friends would do when we get drunk on a Saturday night. It's my favorite sport ever. It's so baffling. But yeah, ESPN's hurting for content, given... given but you know what I hate? I had to deal with on the uh, on my non wrestling Twitter feed. I had to deal with the, all the who watches this shit comments. Me, I watched this shit. I tweeted. I, I tweeted something. I just uh, never mind. It's not worth it. Like as bad as wrestling Twitter is, at least we all like wrestling. Yeah, well, do we? Yeah, we all like to hate wrestling. We all like wrestling, but we all have different different definitions of what wrestling is. Okay, fair. But we Too all like we all like wrestling in some form or fashion. So at least we're all united on that front. But. It'll be interesting to see if this leads to more. I like. I honest. I obviously think that this shows they were ha- at least having negotiations because this sprung up very quickly. But I mean, I feel like there is a. Um, maybe that they weren't having negotiations, but they're not that hard to get in touch with. They got to have some kind of liaison. They have to. They they get written about on the website. Well, fucking Vince. Vince. Definitely said in his conference call that he was potentially selling rights to over-the-top streaming content yeah. networks. So I definitely think they're talking to a couple people, and ESPN would definitely... Yeah, why wouldn't it be ESPN? Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's also ABC, you know? That's, that's, that's a, that's a billion-dollar deal. It did seem weird that they, that they were so willing to put their biggest show of the year. This is why, like, I'm kind of perplexed, because 
ABC slash Disney or direct competition with NBC Universal and Fox, which is the other two networks that are on. So like the whole thing's just I don't know. It's interesting for sure. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't believe. Like, why wouldn't you? If, if you're going to do it, go to the big network. They're not going to call up fucking FX. Like, hey, you want WrestleMania? Hell of a week for fucking Brody Lee. He was on TNT, Fox, and ESPN in a span of four days. Chuck Taylor pulled out to be in both shows, yeah, too. He, Chuck Taylor pulled the Rick Rudy. He was on both in one night. Yeah. He was on NXT in a fucking Johnny Gargano video package. And obviously, he was on AEW in his tag match with Trent against the uh, Lucha Bros. And I've, I wonder if their parking lot brawl is still on. It has to be. Because I was excited about that. I, I, me too. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to talk about in the news? No, nothing. Let's get to AEW, kind of brighten this tone up a little bit. All right, so coming up next will be the War Report, where we will talk about AEW and very briefly about NXT. So stay tuned for that. So this week on the War Report, I know we usually start with AEW first, but since we aren't going to recap NXT segment by segment, we might as well start with NXT. Agree. Um, so NXT was a recap show this week. Uh, actually, that's not fair to say. It wasn't really a recap show. It was a video package show because it was mostly new video packages. They just weren't any live matches. Yeah. Which I mean, how, why, what's the, what's the use of having them? Especially when we don't even know what the future of NXT is, considering there is no takeover Tampa that got canceled. So... That's kind of why I think they decided to go the route of not having any live matches because you can't progress. You're not progressing towards anything. You're building to nothing. There's yeah. nothing to build to. Yes, because we don't know when the next takeover will even be. So there was good stuff. I thought the Champa Gargano stuff was good as always, but it's just not. It'd just be weird for us to recap a recap show. Yeah, it's it's not it's not worth our time or yours. It's counterintuitive. So now let's move on to all elite wrestling. Uh, the broadcast team for this show was Excalibur, Taz, and Jim Ross, while Tony Schiavone handled interviews on the floor. So the program opened in a dark arena. Uh, Cody was in the ring standing alone. There was a spotlight on him. He said, as human beings, we need to stand together. And for many of us, that means we have to stand at a distance. I refuse to live in a prison of fear. I feel alive, and I hope you feel alive. Great little... Yeah, Cody's good. He, he, he got, he's he got his father's promo skills. So, Mac Jackson, he calls him out. He says he's a tag team Mac, uh, master. He said he needs to put his anger aside. He needs... Tim and Hangman need to get along. And Mac Jackson could be the difference maker of why they win at Blood and Guts. He then calls for Kenny Omega. Says, we never really got along, but that's all right. I need you. And he said, I need the elite to be the elite. So then Kenny and Matt Jackson joined Cody in the ring. Their promos were not nearly as good. No. Um, Kenny basically said, it's just friends talking amongst friends. The entire world's falling around us. And if it's up to me, I want to go out the way we came in. And that's as the elite. And then Matt Jackson said, uh, you saw what the inner circle did to Nick. He's out indefinitely. And they all asked collectively, where's Adam Page? Then Adam Page walks out onto the stage wearing a fucking amazing Dixie Chicks shirt. Yes, it was phenomenal. Um, he's been great. He's so good. He's drinking his whiskey, and he just slowly raises his glass and nods, and I guess that's his his deal to signify he is one with the elite. So Kenny looks at the camera and says, um, hit the lights, hit the pyro, and let's start dynamite. And they do. So what did you think of this whole thing? 
I'll start. I really like the content. I understand why they did the whole thing with, like, the lights out because they want to reveal the pyro and make it a big... But to me, it felt like a Shakespeare monologue and it kind of, like... I yeah, don't know. I thought it was a little goofy. It, it is goofy, and as he's goofy a lot. But if there's ever a time for that speech, it's now. Like I loved, I loved Cody's promo, but just like in the dark, I don't know. It was just weird to me. You no, know, it, it, it's it's I I liked it. I like I said, we're in world we're weird times right now, so anything's really acceptable. But yeah, Cody killed it. Cody's a great promo when he wants to be, and he always wants to be. Uh, Buck and Matt and uh, I'm sorry, call him Buck. Uh, Matt. And Kenny really didn't add that much, but that nod that that nod from Hangman was more than anything else they did. So nice little segment to open the show. So the first match sees the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix taking on the best friends. Orange Cassidy joined the team for a commentary, even though he ended up not saying a word. Surprising. So before the match officially starts, Tony Schiavone is down ringside. He interviews MJF and Sean Spears. Who reveal that they are gambling on these matches, which no, I know you he, approve of. He uh, he accused him of gambling, well, he, and MGF, MGF lost his mind on MGF him. MGF denies And then asked him if he wanted it on the action. Yeah. I'm always good for a little gambling. Good shit. So I guess let's just address the elephant in the room right now. WWE and AEW had two very different approaches on how to handle the empty arena deal. AEW decided to use heels and baby faces... Scattered them around the ring to make some kind of noise and, you know, not make it feel like a death. Uh, WWE went the complete opposite route where they showed all the empty seats, kind of played up the fact that no one was there as a positive. Which yeah, is, they had a good time. They had a great time. Which was an odd Although, spin. Big Poppy, Big Popsky for me, where the heels are on one side and the baby faces are on the other. Well, yeah. If you're going to do it, you got to do that. You can't just have MJF and Joey Janela sitting next to each other. Um... So, which way did you prefer, and which way would you have done it? Because a lot of people, both sides are getting crucified. People are crucifying AEW because they say they violated social distancing, and people are crucifying WWE because it seems like a goddamn morgue. So, what's your take? I probably would have done it the way AEW did it, so because like your wrestlers, they know how to react to wrestling. Yeah. And it was just you could hear MJF every word he said the entire night. It was phenomenal. Oh, MJF, the, the MJF. shit he was saying during during the uh, Jungle Express match was awesome. Uh, but I under like I think both ways are acceptable ways to do it. And a, WWE probably realizes that's the way they should have done it, but they can't go do that now. Yeah, if they, if, they, if they did that now, it'd be like, well, you're yeah, just stealing they, they, what they, AW they'll, did. they'll get crucified. But I just think I just think both are okay. I thought first SmackDown and first Raw were good. We'll see how it goes forward. Well, we already saw the second SmackDown. They're sticking yeah. to their guns. So. Yeah, I thought I thought the first I thought the first SmackDown was good. Second one was not so good. Um. So yeah, uh, but I li- I like this. So in, so Lance Archer, Jake the Snake, Roberts, Wardlow, MJF, Tully Blanchard, and Sean Spears are shown on one side. When on the other side it is Colt Cabana, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Joey Janela, Sonny Kiss, and yeah, that's it for the babyface side. Um, Interesting group of people. Yeah, they basically. Uh, I wonder if they just like got the first ten baby faces they saw and then, like get out there. <laughs> covers all calls, covers all demographics. Should mention that Brandy Rhodes is ring announcing, and one of the things I love about AEW is like they always. She's put, always like, in the show. Somehow, no, some way. That's not what I was gonna say at all. Um, AEW's lower thirds. They always have like little facts about people. 
and Brandy Rhodes' fact was excellent. It said, said, it said, said she would never ring an ounce again. <laughs> it was awesome. Because it's been, it's been very well noted that she hated ring announcing in WWE. And I guess Justin Roberts couldn't make it to the show. I don't know if he's sick or self-quarantining or he just couldn't get a flight, which isn't that too far out of the realm of possibility because no lot of flights are canceling. But for whatever reason, Justin Roberts couldn't make it to the show, so Brandy had to end up ring announcing. And you know what? I thought she did a very fucking good job ring announcing. I thought she was good. You know, did you ever hear, did you ever hear the story of why uh, Cody stayed so long with WWE? Yeah. Because Michael Cole was very nice. Michael Cole helped Brandy a lot. Yeah, yeah. And so that that's, that's good. No, she did fine. I don't know why she hates it. She's good at it. Yeah, she, she's very good at it. Yeah, but... she She did fine. She did very, she did very good. So, um, what did you think of the match? I liked it. I really liked it. I mean, it's it's so weird when they don't have stupid fans there reacting to everything. It's like, you know, am I wrong, though? I don't know. You, know, I you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have Scooby-Doo in the front fucking row popping for every goddamn match. Every 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 move. I thought that was great. It all looked great in this match. It, it, was, it was a fine, you know, 12-minute match, maybe. So Pentagon hit a low blow and then a package pile driver uh, stomp combo. And the Lucha Brothers picked up the victory. Uh, Tony Schiavone interviewed the best friends after the match. And Chuck Taylor, with the quote of the evening, said, Death Triangle, you're a bunch of chumps for kicking my partner in the dick. Next Dynamite, we want to meet you in the streets or a parking lot. I don't even know where the match is going to be. I give Chuck Taylor a lot of shit, but I laughed at that promo. Oh, I, cr- I cracked up when he said kick him in the dick. He said, you're a bunch of chumps for kicking my partner in the dick. <laughs> I, I don't even know what else to say. Like, that's... That's a sentence that was uttered on TNT. <laughs> Turner Network Television. That happened. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. So it was announced that next Dynamite, it would be the best friends taking on uh, the Lucha Brothers in a parking lot brawl. So we'll see if you actually get that Wednesday or not. Only time will tell. So up next, a fatal four-way. Hikaru Shida, Riho, Chris Statlander, and Penelope Ford, accompanied by Superbad Kip Sabian. Match was a tad sloppy, but I will say I—I uh, I have to say I like this more than any other women's match in that company. It was—it was a good match. It was a little bit sloppy though at times. Um, I, every time I see Hikaru Shida, I'm more and more impressed by her. She ended up picking uh, up the W uh, with a running knee to uh, who did she pin? Penelope Ford. So. Out of nowhere after the match, Tony Schiavone just randomly decided to interview Colt Cabana. And he said he was impressed by Penelope Ford, but she he needed to ditch that loser, Kip Sabian. And then they got into a little bit of a skirmish. I love the word skirmish. So, what did you make of all this? Uh, it was a match I enjoyed. It wasn't... I mean, it, I don't hate it. Like, I, I hate the women's division. I hate watching them. You don't and say. I didn't. I did not hate this one. It was just... It was... Rio took a ridiculous pump off the top rope. Um, who who went for the who went for the uh, top rope Rana? I think it was Penelope because it looked terrifying. I think it was Penelope. She almost killed everybody in the ring, including yeah. herself. Yeah, it was. It was. I've never seen anything. I've never seen one move so go bad, go so badly. So I said it was a little sloppy. Yeah. Um, Jim Ross uh, had a mental breakdown in this match. Uh, I don't know if people give him shit about Riho's weight, but he made it very clear that he says Riho weighs ninety eight pounds. So I don't know if like people give him shit about it, and he's I I don't know what his deal is, but. That's Jim Ross in 2020. Yeah, he's Jim Ross is the, the ultimate roller coaster in 2020. Up next, it's the Jungle Jurassic Express, excuse me. Jungle Boys in the team. He teams up with You Luchasaurus. made the same mistake last week. 
because Jungle Express just rolls off the tongue more. It does. Like who the fuck? I, I also think it's a ride at Disney. Probably. I th- I think you're right. Actually. Yes. Um, surprised Jurassic Express isn't a ride at Universal because I think they own Jurassic Park. They do, but Jurassic Park's a ride at Universal. I know. I've ridden it. So have I. Terrifying water ride. I love water rides. My mom. My mom said if there's a hill, she was going back to the hotel. I'm like, mom, it's a fucking like log flume. Of course, it's gonna be a hill. <laughs> a hill. Yeah. <laughs> a solo singular hill. <laughs> I love that ride. I like how you're going down and the fucking T-Rex like almost chomps your head off every time. Yep. Good, Good shit. Good shit. Good shit, pal. Good shit. Good shit, pal. So they take off. Oh, on... thank fucking God Marco Stunt wasn't there. Yeah, apparently he was, I don't know if he was ill. He's or... quarantined. I yeah, saw him on Twitter. he's ill. So I hope Marco recovers. Yes, but stay away from this group, please. He's taking on one of your favorite tag teams, the Butcher, the Baker, and the Candlestick Maker. Thanks, Jim. I, uh... I I like the Butcher and the Blade. So do I. I, I like, like them too. a lot. They're different. They're not going to do moonsaults and shit. The Blade's a fucking tank. And he's married to the Bunny, so he's a lucky man. Is he really? The Blade is, yes. Oh, I was going to say, the, the, not the old fuck. Not the Butcher. Not the old fuck. Not the Butcher. The Blade is. He's married to Allie? Yes. Jesus. Good for him. But Luchasaurus was great in this match. I think he's a star. He's a project. Put the time into him. You know what the best part of this match was? What? When MJF called him Power Ranger? Because that was No, funny. no, sure. but it was an MJF moment. So the, the Butcher and the Blade are in control, and MJF screams from the front row, full death right now. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was awesome. He did, he did, he did. As his, he called for the finish. He did. He called for the finish. He gave him the go-home glasses. He was, he was bribing the heel. He was giving the money. Yeah, it was great. He was great. No, yeah, he goes, what, are you supposed to be, some kind of Power Ranger when Nutrisaurus is in the ring? But this backfired because... MJF screamed full death right now, and the Butcher and the Blade were distracted, and Luchasaurus murdered them and pinned them. Yes. I love his kicks. I love Luchasaurus' kicks. Good yes, shit. He's... Good shit. So up next, the, the moment you were waiting for, I know, the debut of your leader as you are a Dark Order member. The Exalted One was revealed. So <sighs> Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and uh, Silver and Reynolds all walked down to the ring. The biggest crime the coronavirus has committed was robbing Evil Uno of his human throne. The Creepers would have exceeded the limit of people allowed, so there were no Creepers this evening. Thus, Evil Uno did not have his human throne, which is the worst part of this coronavirus. That is fair. So, Evil Uno came out, said he promises the Exalted One will be here. Christopher Daniels jumped the barricade and said, "Uh, You wasted our time. We're sick of it. There is no Exalted One. But then a video began to play. A bearded man dressed in white showed up. It was not Jesus. We all need Jesus. Um, so, it was Brody Lee. I love Brody Lee, and I'm excited about him. But There's got to be a butt there. But he had to do... Our butts aren't the same. Wow, that's weird. But my butt was, can anybody debut in this company without taking a shot at the other guys? Oh, no. That, yeah, what a fuck. Uh, because Brody Lee said, Christopher Daniels, you are not the first old man to not believe in me. First out, out of touch, touch old, old man, man not to believe, believe in me. me. But you will be the last. My name is Brody Lee, and I am the exalted one. I have such mixed feelings. I have such, such, such mixed feelings. Bro, you feelings saw him this. as Luke Harper in the fucking Wyatt. He could play this role. Yes, he could, but I just, I hope he wrestles. I hope he's not the leader. Like, he's one of the most tremendous, like, one of the most impressive wrestlers I've ever seen in my goddamn life. He's also 41, I believe, or something Yeah, he's not like young. That. But, like, he also sat home for the last three years. So, like, he's, he's got some time there. But I, I think 
I just think he's so good. Bring him as a single. Let him get a heel run as a championship. Put put Jungle Boy over as a champion and leave. I just I I just hope he wrestles. I hope he doesn't get caught into this gimmick fucking bullshit that they are death. They are the worst people ever. That Dark Order. You are like schizophrenic with this fucking Dark Order. You hated them at first, then you liked them, and now you dislike them again. It, to be honest with you, it depends on all the emails they sent me. I I like their shit, but like I just I just hope he wrestles. Like, do you agree with me? Like if he comes in and he does not wrestle, is that a problem? I don't think they're gonna pay him not to wrestle. You know what I mean? I mean, they want to be, they want to be, they want to be WWE, but, uh, uh, they, 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 so they want to pay him not to wrestle. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, I just, I just want him to like, give him 15 minutes with somebody. I'm sure they will. Like, just please, please. What I'm not, have, what I'm have not they, hating on this, but I'm just please. What have they what done? Do. What have they done to not give you faith? Everything. Every, every, everything. <laughs> they have done not to give me faith, but. I just he, he had a killer big boot on Daniel. Yeah, I was just saying he got off to a, a hell of a start. He kicked Daniel's head off, and then he teased Sister Abigail. I don't know if you caught that. I didn't. But he teased Sister Abigail. Then he spun him out and hit the discus clothesline. I love the discus clothesline. Yeah, so hell of a debut for Brody Lee. If this show was in Rochester like it was originally supposed to, the roof may have blown off that arena. Yep, and you know what? Good for him. I'm happy he's. I'm happy he's where he's at. So Tony Schiavone was ringside for yet another interview, this time with Lance Archer and Jake the Snake Roberts. My first question is, what the fuck was Lance Archer wearing? I don't know. Okay. This was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. So uh, Jake said Lance was not here to talk, and he said, Cody, better pay attention because they don't play games. And my favorite part was, he goes, I am a Hall of Famer, as he points to his WWE Hall of Fame ring. It's always great. Yep. He was great promo by Jake. Oh, that's like yeah. that gets a given. Though. That's like saying birds have wings. Yeah, great. Jake, Jake's gonna. I almost said water's wet, but I don't. That's all. That's a, is water wet? That's a heated debate. We'll talk about this in a different episode because I feel like we're not gonna have wrestling for a while. But so is water wet? Is our next three episodes? Yes, because I I feel like there's a heated debate there to be had. <sighs> mm. I don't think water could be wet. I because. Mm, because, like, being wet is a state... Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's an oxymoron. How could water be wet? Water makes things wet. Here's my take. One okay. second. Water itself is wet. Things underwater are not wet. No, things underwater are wet. No, things underwater aren't wet. Yes. Because you don't know you're wet. Are you Are you dry right now? Yes. But you don't know that because there's no, there's no presence of water. What do you mean I water. don't know that? I know I'm dry. Like... Listen, wh- listen. How would I not know I'm dry? What does it even mean? I don't know. Different episode. For God's <laughs> sakes. People are dying. So if, no I fucking, wrestling, if I take this fucking water and throw it on you, you're not going to know you're wet? Well, there's no water in there, so I wouldn't. What about this coffee? But Don't this, do that. Don't do that. Coffee, well, this also isn't water, so that wouldn't prove my point. Yes, but different question. Different day, for Christ's sakes. Okay, main event time. Inner Circle. The Big Hurt, Jake Hager, Santana, and Ortiz, accompanied by Sammy Guevara and uh, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, took on the Elite, the American Nightmare, Cody, uh, Mac Jackson and Hangman Page, accompanied by Kenny Omega and Arn Anderson. The winners get the advantage of blood and guts. And I can't tell you how shocked I am that the heels won this. Well, listen, TNA, every time they had this match, they almost always fucked it up, and the baby faces had the advantage. So it's as obvious as it should be, it's not that obvious. Yes. Um, we should note before this match started, there was nobody to sing Judas. So Sammy Guevara ran into the crowd. And Sammy Guevara, Sean Spears, and MJF sang Judas while Wardlow and Tully Blanchard sat there stoic. <laughs> it was incredible. 
And my, my favorite moment in Dynamite history. It, it, it's up there. It was incredible. And I don't think they meant to do it because Jericho was cracking up. Oh, it was hysterical. He broke. He broke. I don't know if Guevara was singing that horrendously on purpose or he's just a bad singer, but it was great. He was corpsing. It was 14 stars. It was at least 33 stars. Um, but yeah, Jericho was in the broadcast uh, table for this match. It was He was fucking fantastic on commentary. Um... Chris, some of Chris Jericho, Chris, some of Chris Jericho's lines include, "You can't go into a match with the inner circle with any animosity against your own team, and they're too stupid to realize that." Cody, um, Cody, he really put over MJ, or he really put over Hangman Page in this on on commentary. It has me thinking. He did. See, Jericho's a genius because he built up the elite. But then he used building up the elite to put the inner circle over. Yep, he's great. He's like that's psychology one on one right there. He's great. He's he brought he brought up both teams, but at the end of the day, he put his team over the top. Yeah, phenomenal. Um, what did you think of this match? That was a fun little six it, yeah, man tag. It was a match. It was a six man tag, but that's not what we're here to talk about, is it? No, I guess the the the, the main deal is at the end of the end of the show. But we should mention that uh, Jackson was rolled up after a little miscommunication between Hangman and. Uh, the young buckaroo and the inner circle won the match and have the advantage of blood and guts whenever that will end up taking place. So afterwards, Jericho took the mic, celebrated with the inner circle, rubbing the victory in the elite's face. And Jericho said at blood and guts, the inner circle would have the elite outnumbered uh, because Nick Jackson out, is out indefinitely with a back injury. But then all of a sudden you heard a loud buzzing. And at first I was like, what the fuck is that? Is there something wrong with my TV? But then they cut, and you saw Vanguard 1 flying around. It landed in the ring, and Matt Jackson said, we are not out, outnumbered because there was somebody who owed me a favor. And then piano music began to play, and there standing at the tippy-tippy top of Daly's place was broken Matt Hardy. Good shit. Hell of a way to go off the air. Good shit. Once again, that's That would have blew the fucking roof off the place. Yeah, once again, that's another one where it sucks they didn't have a crowd because... That would have been incredible. Blew the absolute roof off the place. All right, so it is time to give MVPs and declare MVP. a winner. Well, I mean, well, winner AEW, obviously. Yeah, shouldn't even count to be honest with you. So my MVPs are everybody from both sides on the production and uh, editing staff that put together these shows hurriedly at the last minute. I, I don't think that's a cop out answer, but even if it is, I don't give a shit. Um, as someone in production, those guys deserve credit. They had to put something together in less than ideal circumstances. And I thought both sides did a very good job, but AEW just took it to another level and hit it out of the park. I'm also picking AEW as a win. It was a fucking great show. If you didn't like that show, I don't know. I don't know what AEW could ever do that you'll like because this was a great show. Yep. I enjoyed it. It was my MVP is Cody for the promo in the beginning. I know you didn't like it, but I did. No, I like the promo. I just didn't like the fucking melodramatic oh. lighting. Oh, that's true. Well, he's, he's, he's always wanted to be an actor. But it was a good show, and just I thank NXT and, and AEW for putting on shows for us in our time of need, you know? So, a rather luck, lackluster war report this week, but that is all we got because that is all we were given. I assume it's going to be the same next week. I can't see NXT putting on matches this no. week. I don't yep. know. We'll see what happens. I agree. Though. Well, up next, we have a return of the lists. Uh, the top 10 non-title matches in WrestleMania history. But first, 
Pro-Am Belts, a good friend, a good friend of the, I almost said something else, a, a good friend of the Turnbuckle Topics Network. They made us our own belt, and it is the most beautiful title in all of wrestling podcasting. Is it not? It is. It's quite nice. It's heavy as shit. You get a good workout curl in that son bitch. You can you can hit your tag team. You can hit your uh, podcast partner if you need to. You can turn heel, join other networks. Don't do that. I'm not going to do it to you though. Yeah, I'm worried about you doing it to me though. Why? Cause, why would I do that? Because I'm the genetic. That's why. Yeah, but we got to win the tag titles for I turn on you. Can't that's, just... that's true. But continue. Tell me, get some money off, Tony. You use promo code TBT15OFF. They'll save you 15% off your custom title order at ProAmBelts.com. Once again, that's TBT15OFF to save yourself a, a nice little 15% off. So, yeah, check out our good buddies at ProAmBelts.com. And like our, uh, Mike said, coming up next will be our top 10 favorite non-title WrestleMania matches of all of the times. So stick around. So, are you ready to count down your top 10 favorite non-title WrestleMania matches of all time? And as always, we should clarify, these are our favorite matches. So if mine, so if you think my number one match isn't the best, that's fine, because this list isn't about the best. It's about our favorites. If you want to put Big Show and Aki Bono at number one, because that's your favorite, that's fine, if that's what your favorite you is. You know what? I watched that, and I remember hating it. It wasn't as bad Stop as I thought. I enjoyed it. Stop it. I enjoyed it. Was it a shoot? I don't, was it a, I don't know. No, it was not a shoot. Well, yeah, you couldn't, Aki Bono couldn't lose. No, it's not, it was not a shoot. I, I don't know. I, I liked it. I, there's this, I liked all the... Uh, Michael Cole explaining the traditions of sumo. Bro, they, please, please... Wait, wait, wait. Listen to me. Please watch that match and listen to Michael Cole explain the traditions of sumo. It's outstanding. He goes, here comes the powder to recognize the wake up the gods. Goes, <laughs> I know there's tradition, but dude, that match went like 20 minutes before they even touched. It was awful. <laughs> I love it. I love it there so much. It was such a weird mania. There was a Piper's Pit that took forever. It was such a weird mania. There was some good stuff in that mania, though, as we'll get into it in this list. Yeah, so, we're going to have at least a couple matches from it. I don't have any honorable mentions. I know you wrote one down hastily, which sucks because it's actually on my real list. But go ahead. Okay, well, my first my first is my honorable mention. Kurt Angle and, and Ronda Rousey versus The Authority, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. I have no comment on that match until later. I really liked this match. And I, we were all kind of morbidly curious what Ronda was going to do. And she was good. She did some great shit with Triple H. Some really good shit. Whoever laid out that match deserves, a, deserves an, a, a, an award. That's all I will say. All, all right. right. Do you want me to come right in number 10 now so we're, right, we're even? Do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Uh, you know what? You're the away team in this. Go ahead. All right. So my number 10 is Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock, WrestleMania 19. Um, it is the only one of their three matches that was not for the WWE slash WWF title. And it meant more. And I meant more because it was Austin's last match. It was pretty much the end of The Rock as a full-time wrestler. It was just, it was basically an era ending before our eyes and not a fake end of an era like was probably on both of our lists later. Um, but yeah, this match was great. I loved when The Rock put on Steve Austin's vest in the middle of it. And then Austin hit a rock bottom, Rock hit a stunner. It was just a really fun match and a great way for both guys to go out, even though The Rock would stick around for another month and put over Goldberg. 
But yeah, I really enjoyed this match. WrestleMania 19, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock. Good, good shit. Good shit. My number 10 is the gimmick Battle Royal. Oh, God. From WrestleMania 17. Like I said, this is favorite, not best. I, so. uh, I love this match. You know why I love this match? Because Duke Dumpster Grossy's in it. No, I like this match because Duke Dumpster Grossy's in it. I love it for a different reason. Brother Love. No. Bobby Heenan is the greatest goddamn person to ever step foot oh, around wrestling. Oh, Iron Sheik fucking comment. Oh, my God. By the time he gets WrestleMania, to... WrestleMania, was it? 37. 30, 37? 37. Which is next year, so. Yeah. Hopefully Sheik's close to that ring. He's only he's running out of time. Heenan was great. Mean Gene was there. They were playing off each other. You had James E. You had Bruce. You had... It was quite the Duke cast Drozzi, You had both Bushwhackers. The Goon. The Goon. Uh, Earthquake. Uh, Earthquake. Slaughter. Slaughter. Typhoon. Not Typhoon. Tugboat. Uh, same guy. Same guy, but still. Um, Kamala. Kamala. Kimchi. And uh, Harvey. Harvey Woman. Harvey Woman. Woman. Uh, the Iron Sheik. Duke Drozzi. The One Man Gang. Volkoff in there? Volkoff. Uh, just, just an unbelievable cast of characters, and it was just so put on very nice. See, most late 80s, early 90s match you'll ever see. Yeah, it's, I just really enjoy it. I, I really do. Fair enough. So that's your number, your number Tony, 10? That's my number 10. Tony's my number, number 9. My number 9 is the first ever Money in the Bank ladder match from WrestleMania 21. Um, it's a match where, at the time, I know I watched this pay-per-view live in 2005. Didn't I did, mean, too. Didn't mean to rhyme, but I did. I don't think we realized that we were watching a match that would become so iconic that it would morph into its own pay-per-view. And this was the start of it. And it was also the start of Edge as the main eventer. Edge won the briefcase, and then by the time the next WrestleMania rolled around, he's in a high-profile match with Mick Foley, which Dude. probably should have made my list, but didn't. I like that match. <sighs> wow, I didn't, that didn't come like my head. That should have made, I love that match. Yeah. That was, wow, holy shit. Yeah. I, you know how big a Foley mark I am. So I just, I'm, just, I'm, I'm shocked it's not on your list. I'm surprised. Wow, that's just, that's I'm, I'm disappointed in myself. But do you know the people in that match? Yeah, it was uh, Kane. Kane. Versus Benoit. The GOAT. Kane came out with the ladders on fire. He did. Phenomenal. He did. Benoit. Uh, Shelton. Uh, Shelton. Christian. Christian. Edge. Edge. Jericho. Jericho. Yeah. All-star Five pass. Hall of Famers. And Shelton. And Shelton. Sorry, and, Shelton. Well, four Hall of Famers. Well, Benoit's a Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer, so yeah. he's, he's in a Hall of Fame of some sort. And probably the greatest wrestler on the planet at the time. Yeah. So it's just just an un-fucking unbe- un- believable cast of characters in that match. All of them will be in the Hall of Fame, probably. And Edge, Edge did some great shit with that briefcase. I remember the next month, him and Benoit had a last man standing match at Backlash 2005, and he hit Benoit... With a brick that he kept in the briefcase. It was awesome. And then he ended up cashing in at New Year's Resolution. Wasn't a Supreme brick, though. 2006? Yes. Albany, New York. There and there we go. Yeah. My number nine from WrestleMania 19, Hulk Hogan versus Vince McMahon. Didn't make my list. But... I love this match. I don't know why. I love it. Well, you love it for that camera shot when Vince peers <laughs> over the apron and he's just an absolute fucking bloody the, the mess. Leg, the, they both hit leg drops off, off ladders. Ladder, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. That, that, this, that camera shot where Vince rises up above the apron oh, like he's fucking Satan. It might be the best camera shot in wrestling history. And uh, by all accounts, it was accidental. I love the fucking flip off and the stretcher and the way of the match. No, that was not this match. Oh, that was that was That, that was, was the Michael's match. Yeah. That was the Michael's match. But, this oh. is the match where Shane came out after, right? Yes. Okay. And... Oh my God! This 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 is bloody. It was awesome. The build to this match was fun. Too. And Piper was Piper ran, made a run in, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. I I just adore it. I love this match. So Your number eight. My number eight was a very late addition. Um, I was watching WrestleMania 30, and 
Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Kind of a sleeper match. I d- it was on mine, but it wasn't as high as it was until after I watched it yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think if Daniel Bryan was just in the main event and he didn't have to like, go through this Triple H obstacle, that night wouldn't have been as special. Like this, Him and Triple H had a fucking really good match. And of course, Hunter with the beat down after the match. And then Daniel Bryan wasn't 100% going in the main event. I mean, he wasn't 100% going in this match either. His shoulder was already fucked up. But just Daniel Bryan having to overcome more adversity and more adversity made that payoff when he finally won the title Listen, in the night. They made mistakes. They made mistakes along that way for nine months before that title match. Every single one of them were worth it to watch Batista tap out. As Bob Ross says, they weren't mistakes. They were happy accidents because yes. they, they, they ultimately made it better in the end. And Michael and Miracle and Bourbon Street is one of Michael Cole's best calls. One of the best calls ever. I mean, I wouldn't put it up there, but it's definitely one of Michael Cole's. The Miracle best. Kid! The Miracle Kid! The Miracle nearly nearly 40-year-old kid. Yeah. Gotta love it. But I love this match. Triple H and uh, Brian was a great match. It's so weird to like watch Triple H's entrance and be like, look at Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair, and Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. And literally five years later, Charlotte Flair would be main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. That's wild. And they were all champions since then. Yeah. Of the Women's Revolution, so that's good. My number eight, I don't know if you can see it over here, but it is the Hollywood backlot brawl from WrestleMania 12. I figured this one had to be on your list somewhere. I love this match. I love it. Like, I want, if, I was, if this was this match, I'd buy it pizza and hug it. The OJ chase was corny. It was, but, like, it's, is it the best kind of corny, though? It's, it's as 1996 as it gets. And you had two legitimate wrestlers. And it just shows Vince's mindset. He used a two-year-old chase. The chase was in 94. This was in 96. Vince thought it was the day before. Let's not, let's not go wrong. But as I've said many times via Twitter and on this podcast, Dustin Rhodes is my favorite wrestler of all time, specifically when he was with Goldust. And him playing off Piper, they had the, the, the car, he had the golden Cadillac. He like did. this was This shit was so good. Without this, there's no, there's no final deletion. And just think, this match wasn't even supposed to happen. It was supposed to be a Cuban street fight with Razor, but then Razor decided that he was going to WCW. So just Razor real, got pulled and Piper got put in. Real good shit. Yeah. Um, next. I feel like you're getting mad at me for my number seven. That's not a lot higher, but I don't have the emotional attachment to this match that you do. WrestleMania 28, it's the end of an era. Hell in a Cell match. Triple H versus The Undertaker with Shawn Michaels as a special guest referee. I will say, it probably has the best false finish in WrestleMania history. It has the best false finish in wrestling history. Fair enough. Fair enough. But when uh, Michaels hit that super kick and uh, Hunter hit that pedigree, I'm like, it's over. Yeah. But it wasn't over. No, it was not. Um, great storytelling in this match with Shawn Michaels begging Undertaker to quit. Shawn Michaels tries to fucking ring the bell, but then Undertaker catches him in the Hell's Gate. Just great shit. And they would all they would all wrestle each other in Saudi Arabia ten years later. Well, let's just try to forget about that part. Uh, no, I will talk more about that match when I get to yeah, it. Yeah, I figured it was higher on your list, but I the six matches I put ahead of it just I all have a better meaning to me than than that one. Yes, yeah, no, that's this is why this is this match. Yeah. My number six, Randy versus The Undertaker, WrestleMania 21. Didn't make my list. Wasn't on it. Wasn't near this list until I watched it yesterday. Call me recency bias. Call it. What's the other word for that? Uh, Not recency bias. 
cognitive dis cognitive dissonance. Mm -mm. Cognitive dissonance. Shouldn't have went here. Cognitive dissonance. 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 There you go. Thank you. Uh, Randy was great. Like now knowing, now watching this, this might be the first time I watched that match since since that happened. And you can just see how big of a star Randy was going to be. Yeah. He had the whole Cowboy Bob with the cast thing. That was real good shit. Uh, Taker made Randy look great. He hit a... Uh, he changed a tombstone into a arm drag. The, the chokeslam in the RKO is incredible. Yep. One is of my this, favorite spots. It is, this match was just really, I think really Randy good. was in the doghouse at that point. Because he was supposed to be... He was supposed to be in the main event against Triple H. But their program just fizzled out. And Batista got real hot, and they, that's the move they decided to go with. And ultimately, in the end, it paid off because worked out. And it led that led from the greatest return, in my opinion, in Undertaker's history. Oh, and he comes out of the burning casket. Yes, other than twenty, which is not on my list. Amazingly, well, I mean, I mean, I know you love Kane, but that match wasn't really that great. No, but the return of the Dead Man's entrance was good. With yeah. Paul Bear and the monks. They're doing best WrestleMania. They're druids. You do this every time, and I, I swear you do it just to piss me off. I, I no, they're monks. That is my opinion. They literally call I them will druids never call them druids. I will never call them druids. Why? They're fucking monks. What? They're, they're singing in Gregorian chant, which is what monks do. Do you think monks are the only ones who use Gregorian chant? Yes. Google what a druid is. You don't get the exact definition. Okay. Whatever. So my number six is Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I was in the building for this one, and the energy in that building when Ronda got that initial tag and ran wild is like it's something like I've never experienced before. Like just if I wasn't, was it better than Bo Dallas and Wilkes Bear? Oh, that's close. Bo Dallas is beloved in Wilkes Bear. I don't know why. <laughs> I tweeted uh, uh, WD on Fox that I don't think anybody believed me because nobody responded to it. They responded to literally every tweet but that one. Wilkes Bear is some iconic I can't, moments. I can't believe that. Remember we were sitting. We were sitting right, right where our seats were, and Bo Dallas' music case, and the place fucking exploded. Yeah, it's I can't explain it. <laughs> That's my second favorite moment in that arena ever, only besides the fucking infamous Randy Orton and AJ Styles' dark match. I wish everybody could see that fucking match. I love that match. All these people. You've seen the RKO. Oh, all yeah. these people. I'm glad we were the one of 300 people left in the place to watch that. And match. if we weren't sitting behind the production geeks, we probably wouldn't have been. I really forget to announce the dark match. That's like an all-time blunder. Yep. Um, but yeah, this match was great. Being there in person was incredible. It held up on TV, I will say. And like, I remember thinking like, man, Kurt Angle's broken down. He's not going to be able to hang. I don't know how this match is going to be. But everyone did their part. It was a really fun mixed tag. Even Steph, who's obviously not a normal wrestler. did. She her. was never bad, though. Like She wasn't abysmal like, her, like Vince or Shane. Yeah, I guess. Is the Shane match on your list? No. Should have put Shane AJ on mine. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it, but I... The best match of that show! I love Goldberg and Brock. I do, too. You know, I do, too. I love Goldberg and Brock. It's the ultimate mean guy match. Yeah, well, I mean, well, no, there's two There's two competitors for our next mean guys. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But, are you done? Yeah. My number... Six is the first Money in the Bank ladder match for all the reasons we talked about before. The star power, the greatest wrestler on the planet, Chris Benoit, and what this match would eventually become. Everything Edge did is the reason I have it. All right, so my number five is another match I was at in person. CM Punk versus The Undertaker. It was my first WrestleMania I ever attended, and it wasn't a very good one. 
all things considered. But I really love this match. Uh, we've we've talked time and time again how CM Punk was the man who brought me back into wrestling. After WrestleMania 27 drove me away from wrestling. More on that later. Um, but this match was so good. I remember people in MetLife Stadium truly believed that CM Punk had a chance to break the streak. Uh, I remember the big thing was like, well, if Punk wins by DQ, he still breaks the streak. So he was fucking with Taker, trying to get in his head. He stole the urn leading up to it. I think it's just everything about this match, from the build to the actual execution, to realizing later that Punk was having this match on a fucking destroyed knee, then destroy his other knee, doing an elbow drop through the announce table. And just, I love this match. CM Punk, Undertaker, WrestleMania 29, Masterpiece. Good shit. My number five is Randall Keith versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31. Hmm, interesting. Match was great. They were both rock. They were both, knowing what happened after this match, makes sense why Randy won. But the finish is maybe the, maybe the greatest finish in WrestleMania history. And uh, they were just good. Seth Rollins was on fire. Uh, he had Mercury, uh, uh, Mercury and uh, Noble at ringside. Just good shit. Top to bottom. Top to bottom, good shit. Hit the stomp. He, Orton kicked out of a stomp, and then the infamous, famous stomp into an RKO. Is it infamous or is it famous? Which it's famous. It? Okay. But that is my number five. My number four is brother versus brother. Madison Square Garden, WrestleMania 10. Brett the Hitman Hart versus Owen Hart. As you're doing the jerk-off sign over there. I mean, you love Owen Hart, so I don't know why you're mad at this I choice. Do. This is probably... Couldn't put it on there. It's not their best match. Oh, no, the Steel Cage match is better. But am I out of line in saying no. this might be the best opening match ever in the history of WrestleMania? No. I can't, think of, I can't think of an opening match that was better than this match. I will get to an opening match that's better than this match. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm curious on what that could be. But, yeah, this is just a clinic. Um, this is the match where Owen really established himself as a player in the World Wrestling Federation. He would defeat Bret Hart, and of course Bret Hart would later go on to defeat Yokozuna for the WWF title, and the match would end with uh, Owen walking out of that famous Madison Square Garden tunnel and staring staring down Bret on that short entranceway. Everything about that is just iconic, and the right man won. Owen got the victory, so that's my number four. Love you, Owen. My number four is a match I watched several, several times, but also yesterday. I did a lot of water wrestling watching last year. tell. Years. I just, I'm on a TV shows to watch. I don't want to watch starting something new. And wrestling makes me happy, so that's what I do. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, versus the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle, at number 21. I at have, WrestleMania 21. I have that higher than you, so I will get to that later. This match is fucking, 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 fucking great. HBK took it to him on the mat. The wrong man won. I agree. No, Kurt, Kurt should have won. Uh, Kurt did win, but Kurt, the right man won. I'm you sure? Big, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, is it, uh, you know what? This was around the time Michaels didn't need it. So Yeah, Michaels didn't. At, at this point, Michaels did not yeah. need anything. Angle should have won, and he did. But I just believe, I mean, Angle, to, or HBK took it to him on the mat. They did some great mat wrestling, and then this is just a classic, an absolute classic. crossbody in the announce table or the. Damn thing almost fucking... That looked like it hurt a lot. Kills both of them. The, uh, the, soup, the, 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 the insane German suplex. Yeah. All the, all the shit they're teasing on the ropes. 
angle, and then the, a great finish where Michaels tried to pull himself across the ring and eventually had to tap to the ankle lock. Yeah. Good shit, pal. All right, so my number three is another one you'll probably do the Drakoff symbol at. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart. Uh, WrestleMania 13 submission match. Bret Hart's best match. Arguably one of the most important matches in WrestleMania history. The famous double turn. I'm sorry. I know. My match was the greatest, second greatest finish of all time. This match is the greatest finish of all time. Yeah. Um, Stone Cold went in as the heel, came out as the baby face. Brett went in as the baby face, came out as the heel. Ken Shamrock was a guest ref. There was juice in this match, some real stiff, some real stiff shots. Crowd brawling. This is one of those matches you could put in any era and it would fit right in. They fucked up the poor hot dog guy. Yeah. Um, and of course the finish, Stone Cold is bleeding like a stuck pig in the sharpshooter, but he refuses to tap out. He passes out from the pain. Bret Hart wins, and then Stone Cold stuns Mike Chioda because he's a dick. Yep. So that's my number three. My number three is what was once called the greatest wrestling match of all time. The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25. Do I need to say more? I think you know it's already on my list. Yeah. I mean, do you not want it on my list? No, I'm just saying. It, like, it's I don't... phenomenal. It is two guys. I'm offended that it's number three. Two veterans. Two veterans. Two of the greatest of all time doing what they do. You had Taker flying, which was just terrifying. And everything that led up to this match. Yeah, fucking Simpson I didn't catch him at all. Yeah, that was Deuce, right? Yeah. And, uh... Taker, he, he, did, he did the prettiest looking old school I've ever seen. Tombstone's another great fall finish in this match. The and moon, then... The moonsault into the tombstone. Moonsault into the tombstone. One, two, three. Two of the greatest of all time. Watch this match. If you're listening to this podcast, you've seen this match. If you listen, if you haven't seen this match, watch it now. If you've seen it, watch it again. All right, my number two is HBK versus Angle. We pretty much covered it. Um, the finish with Michaels just hanging on and hanging on in the ankle lock. Before finally tapping out. Good stuff. I mean, we pretty much covered it. I don't know what I'll say about this match. Go watch it if you haven't seen it in a while. Um, yeah, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. Love the build to this match, too, with uh, Sherry. And he puts her in the ankle lock, and they sing Shawn's song. And then he beats Marty Jannetty. The whole weird build, but it's good shit. Marty Jannetty still can't walk. I'm just the sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. All right, P. Sherry. But, you anything else to say? No, you pretty much covered it with yeah. that and my number one. Phenomenal match. Stole we'll talk about thunder. that. You stole all my thunder. My number two, uh, the proper greatest paper, uh, wrestling mania opener of all time, Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. Oh, fuck off. Brett Nolan's better. Oh, boy. And I love Daniel Bryan and Triple H, but Brett uh, Nolan is better. This match, like you said it best, everything Bryan had to go through. If this match didn't exist, that match wouldn't be that special. They beat him down after. He was in the arm sling. It was you know just... what? These, these matches are eerily similar. What? Like, just the story. Because, like, like, Brett's leg was destroyed going yeah. into the main event. Yeah. That's, they're eerily similar. Yeah. Wow, I mean, Jesus, I never I never really thought about that. Yeah. Until right now. But this match was just, just, just great. It was Steph on the outside doing her thing. She slapped Brian a couple times. Kyoto's the best ref in the history of wrestling. Uh, Triple H sold a knee like a million dollars. He hit pedigrees into the table, into the into the into the uh, ring post. Pulled just, out the old Benoit Crippler cross face. Yeah, it's just it's just phenomenal, just phenomenal. All right, my number one. We already discussed it. Shawn Michaels versus the Undertaker. I'm usually not one to get mad about star ratings, but the fact that Dave Meltzer did not give this five stars still irks me to this day. See, I don't either. But one match bothers me. 
Yeah, what one is it? Could you guess? What match do I love that didn't receive one? I don't know. Taker, not Taker. Uh, Styles and Cena for the rest from the Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. I mean, this one, this one, I don't like. Or the one from SummerSlam. One of them was five stars. Can't, they can't both not be. If Shawn Michaels and Undertaker isn't five stars, I don't know what is, but I love this match. Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time. That's no secret, so. Of course, I'm biased. My top two matches. See, I almost put like eight Shawn Michaels matches on this, but I just picked my favorite two, and that was the Taker match and the Angle match, and I put them one and two. And Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania. I don't care what anyone says. He is. My number one, the proper number one, is the end of an era. Hell in a Cell match, WrestleMania 28. How did I know this would be number one? Well, Shawn Michaels is involved in this, so I'll give you credit. Michaels was great at the ref, asking Taker to submit, and she's... uh. He won't, and then he was called. He went the he kicked Taker. Oh my God, the 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 super kick into the pedigree to the kick out. Greatest false finish in Mania history is a gr- the greatest. Yeah, and then he looks up and Taker. This is like, but this is what makes Taker better than every single other wrestler ever. At this, he shoots Michaels this look. Yeah, and it is the look I'm going to fucking murder you and your family. Yeah, he has great facials. And then I believe. Uh, Cole and King were on this match. Am I right? No, JR. Well, JR was too. JR, King, Cole, King, and JR. Yeah. And I think Cole, Cole or JR said, you just crossed the devil and got caught. That was definitely JR. And Michael, Michael Cole would not say that. And just they, just the camera angle is low. It was looking. You can see both their facial expressions. He puts Michaels in the hell's gate. Uh, God, just the sledgehammers. And then, and then after the match, after a war, the embrace. Yeah, at the see, top I don't know you can put this number one when they all embraced and they all came back. None of them were retired. Oh, they blow all me. came back. Oh, blow me. No, they should blow you because they fucking ruined that moment. They didn't ruin it. Who did? Saudi ruined it. Well, for Sean, Triple H, and Undertaker wrestled a million times after that. Yeah, but it was the end of an era. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Fucking Undertaker. Mark Calloway is about to wrestle AJ Styles in two weeks. It's not the end of shit. Okay, fair. I just watched the go-home show for WrestleMania 27, and Triple H said, I'm going to put you out to pasture because you're past your prime. That was in 2011. It is 2020, and Mark Calloway is about to be in a high-profile match at WrestleMania. Yep. Wasn't the end of shit. Good, good, great match. Phenomenal match. It was a great match. Best, best non-title it, match ever. It made ever. my list. But. Best, best non-title match ever. So that is it for us. Please tweet us and tell us whose list is better. I know it's going to be me. So we'll be right back to tell you who to follow, and we'll see you in a minute. Thank you for joining us today and every day. Make sure you follow all of the Turnbuckle Topics Network. We are the five sexiest and most interesting people in all wrestling content networks. On Mondays, we got Gil Kuda Jr. at CBS Sports Baltimore 1300, and his show becomes a podcast shortly after, after he gets the recordings. This week, me and him break down Judgment Day 03 with a Mr. America match and Big Show versus Brock Lesnar. So this one should be fun. And a Spanky. I'm going to talk about Spanky. I love Spanky. But he's at Kuda underscore Junior. He is a golden voice Grizzly Adams, and he's the greatest man alive. On Tuesdays at noon-ish, you have your boys, us at Champions Pod, the two sexiest of the five sexiest people in wrestling content, at Champions Pod with me, Mike Harding, and him, Tony Hallett. On Wednesdays, you have the Bearded Imp- Ooh, no, no, no. The Bearded Wrestling Podcast with at Bearded Chris P. He is Mr. Impact. He always been mis- He was more Impact than AJ Styles in 2010. So, he's the he is fantastic. He's our West Coast affiliate. On Thursdays, you have the Rundown with Ron and Linz. At Ron underscore Musto underscore Junior. And at Linz Be Honest X. 
They're great. Listen to the whole network. Follow us at TT underscore for you, and we will see you soon. Peace.